0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1164. Money don't make the man, the man makes money. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Jonathan JJ Day. Hey, JJ, you're buckled up and ready for a fun ride.
1: This is y'all's world. I'm just living in it. JJ the Boss.
0: <laughs> All right. Love it. Jonathan Day, better known as JJ the Boss, is from Memphis, where the cars are fast, the pavement is dangerous, and the street racing is a family affair. He's the man on Discovery Channel's Street Outlaws Memphis. Back on October 15th, they ran a special TV episode titled The History of JJ that exposed a very unique glimpse into his life and his times and what he's up to. He runs an automotive business buying, selling, and fixing up cars to go really fast. But it's the racing that gets his juices flowing. JJ and his family have enjoyed racing for five generations, and today with his wife, Trisha, known as Midget, his cousin, Precious, his son, Doughboy, and the entire Memphis Street Outlaws team, they take on challengers from across the country, and you can enjoy all this adventure and fun on Discovery Channel's Street Outlaws Memphis show. So, J.J., I have told our listeners a little bit about you. Before I jump into some of the questions, could you take a brief moment and share a little bit about you, your career, this TV show, and a very obvious passion for jumping in cars and going really fast?
1: Uh, I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, St. Joseph Hospital. 45 years old, a wild, crazy country street racer. Loved to gamble.
0: You are an interesting character. I think this is going to be a very unique and different Cars yeah show today. But I'm really honored to have you on the show. And congratulations on the TV show and the special show about you. I think that's pretty cool where people got to get a glimpse into your life and the character that you are. Well, let's start with this. I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. Some kind of saying that has some meaning for you. Some kind of thought, maybe. Maybe it's a quote from somebody. I don't know. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? Or in your case, smoking. So, J.J., take the wheel.
1: The only thing I can remember is what my mama always says. Money don't make the man, the man makes money.
0: gonna. <laughs> I want you to elaborate on this a little bit. I, You know, I think it's pretty cool, and it's actually a, a really great saying because we all are striving to make money, I guess, and make a lot of money so we can supposedly have all these things. but. I think your mother was uh, a pretty astute woman when she, uh, she gave you this quote. How does that reflect on your life and what you're doing?
1: I do, most definitely. And with that being said, you know, uh, my mom used to always say, she says, you know, there was, how much money do you think Jesus had? You know, and there was nobody better than him. And with that being said, she, you know, we just, she said, if you give a bad person $10 million, they're still a bad person. She said, you know, you know, and, and so that was her little words she used. And she would always tell me and I would see people come up with big, fancy cars. And I'd see women with all kind of jewelry. And I never seen my mother with any any kind of jewelry or anything. But there was nobody more beautiful and had more pride than her, you know, to me. And so I just kind of used it in my life.
0: Yeah. what? A, well, you're very fortunate to have a mom with that perspective on life. Definitely a healthy perspective. Well, listen, you come from a family of guys and gals into cars and into racing and all sorts of things. So I'd love for you to share a story that kind of instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment when you think back into your youth or maybe it's your young adulthood? I don't know. But when you realize, you know what, I'm a car guy too. I love to race.
1: You know, I can remember, you know, riding in the old cars with my mom and my dad. And I can remember, like say, the Heater wouldn't work in an old car or something, and my mom would always put me in the floorboard right there. She'd say, you can stay warm here, and she'd make me a little blanket, and she'd put me in the floor of them old cars, you know, and I remember looking at them cars, and then I learned how to read because no one in my family had any kind of education. I was the first one to have a 12th-grade education. So I just took oh. a little personal vendetta to make sure I was ed- educated. I always took the Bible and took everything, started reading, and so I could read, and people— didn't have a clue that I knew how to read back where we come from. And I'd always tell them what kind of car they was. And all oh, my mom just thought that was just the greatest thing in the world, you know, you know, <laughs> and the whole time, all the thing, I just knew how to read and most people didn't know how to read.
0: Yeah. You know, it, it, this is really interesting to me because most people take this for granted, the ability to read, but there's still folks these days that have not had the, uh, the situations in their lives to be able to learn how to read or they left school early, or Maybe they just have reading issues. Had lots of people on the, the show that have dyslexia and have challenges reading. I would think that the ability to read and they be able to work on cars and read things about how to work on cars, that must have had a big influence on your life and how you move forward.
1: I feel like America has got greater. Well, they've got, they're allowing us so many more opportunities. You know, I, I believe that. Yeah. But with that being said, I feel like America's got ahead of themselves and they forgot the real happiness and the morals and who we are and what we believe in. And you know, back home growing up, you know, you know, it, it, it was poor and it was and it was rough country. But it seemed like everybody was happy. We didn't have to worry about uh, locking stuff down or hiding stuff. Someone stealing it, someone doing this or someone doing things that they shouldn't. It was just living. Now it was hard. You had to get out there and grow a garden, or we had to, you know, can my mom remember her, my mom canning goods and stuff for the winter. We had to get
0: ready for it. Were cars always something that you loved, though, growing up as a kid? I mean, were you somebody that always looked at cars and thought, "Yeah, someday I want to be racing something like that." You know, as
1: as as cars, we was I took in, and I could fix cars really good. And my uncle Wayne, he was really good at cars. And my dad, my dad was a real good uh, car uh, mechanic, but he was lazy kind of. But my Uncle Wayne, his brother, he was a worker. And we could get them cars back then. Everybody just had their titles where they just signed them off. They called them open titles back in the day, you know. And they had them in their glove compartments. And so we'd fix them old cars up and paint them and do a little body work or a little motor work. And then we'd trade them. And you'd trade two or three different cars. You'd get boot. That's when somebody gives you extra money, you know. That was a way of living for us with those cars. That's how we lived. You know, we traded. And I remember my uncle one time. Uh he traded the old car that he had, traded it for a for another car and a tractor. And I'm thinking what are we gonna do with a tractor? You know? <laughs> he said, We're gonna sell it and make some money. <laughs> he said, We yeah. still got the car.
0: <laughs> yeah. and, uh, sounds it sounds like your family were businessmen uh without even really knowledge of that because that's very innovative a way of and I've had lots of guests on the show that buy, fix up, sell cars, and that's how they ended up starting businesses that grew into some really successful things. So kudos to you and your family for For working hard and your Uncle Wayne, I think that's really, really cool. Uh, And you still do some of that today, right, in your business? You you know, I do. uh, I
1: live kind of simple. I don't live beyond my means, so I don't have to kill myself to live like everyday people live. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I live simple and happy, you know, and I buy cars. If I see where something's a deal in something, I'll buy it, you know, and I can fix about anything.
0: Yeah, good for you. Awesome. Well, listen, let's take a look at some of the roads you've been down, crawl under the hood, get our fingernails a little dirty, something you're not afraid of doing, and talk about a big challenge or even a big failure you faced in your life. The the History Channel ran the History of JJ, which I thought was a great show where they they really looked into your life, and you've had some challenges in your life, you've had successes in your life, and with this new TV show, that's kind of a whole new era with you and your life, but... I would love for you to share a really challenging time in your life. Kind of walk us through that situation and tell us what you learned from it so that you could take something positive out of what was originally probably a negative situation.
1: You know, as a child, I grew up and, you know, my father loved me, you know, without a doubt. And uh, but, you know, he was young and he didn't really he made mistakes, I guess, just like I did. And with, uh, you know, he didn't provide properly for us or we didn't have everything that I felt like a dad should have had. Then so I was just dead set on, hey, making a way for us, making a way for us. And as that struggle, making that way, you know, for us, I did. We live good or way better as far as material things. But actually, i n I'd done this. i had done made the same mistake that my father made. You know, I wasn't there for my earlier kids to be a dad. You know, it's more to being a dad than having a brand new truck or having a fancy house. You know, it's those special moments. And I missed the first part of my life. I was holding my dad so accountable for not being the perfect dad, and then I turned around and made the exact same mistake, but in a different shape and form. So when I came back home from from prison, I knew, hey, I'm 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 a middle aged man. I got one more shot. The Lord blessed me with a second chance. So, you know, every day it's a it's a it's a stepping block for me. I try to be the best dad that I can. I try to be the best husband I can. I try to be the best man I can. Because who knows when I'm going to die when I turn loose that button on that street? That could be the day I die.
0: Well, it could be. And life is precious. Life is short. I would ask you to maybe share with some listeners here. You you learned a really valuable lesson and you got a second chance here to come back and, and have some redemption and and take care of your family You know, a lot of people will blame their situation on their own personal activities. Why I act this way is because my parents acted that way. And you're proof that you don't have to do that, right? You have another alternative. You have another direction, right?
1: This is America. You know what I'm saying? I'm no victim any form of fashion. And and life is what we make it. Although we all get dealt certain cards, it's kind of how you play the cards, you know? Yeah. And with that being said, you know, people make mistakes. You know, this is America. We was founded on what? Second chances. That's when the people come here and founded this place. And with that being said, you know, you can't be a dummy and mess up your whole life or you'll wake up and you'll be dead. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Well, I think it's a great, a great perspective to have. You know, I always like to ask my guests about maybe shifting gears in the conversation here, talking about an aha moment. And I want to talk a little bit about this television show that you have. And I'm wondering, one of the questions I have for you is, you come from a family. They've been street racers over time. And I'm wondering, have you seen street racing change over the generations? And how do you see the world of street racing today outside of the way you portray it in your television show?
1: The whole frame of street racing just completely changed from where I remember it. I remember it as 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 like when they got off work and on the weekends, Everybody worked. On the weekends, we'd all meet up out there in an old cotton field or a bean field, and we'd all park our cars on a turn row, and they'd get out there, and they'd race those cars, and there wasn't no, he jumped 1,000th of a second, or he jumped, or look at this and whining and crying. It was just racing and having a good time. You know, if you're not enjoying yourself, go do something different. Go fly a plane, you know? and absolutely. And no... And now today, I feel like the racers have got where they want to cry and whine, and they want to try to win by technicality.
0: Oh goodness, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I and understand, me, I yeah. Yeah. You know, I a, yeah, I had yeah, exactly.
1: Perfect example. I had I had a race this weekend, right? And we had a few minutes there in between rounds, and I go over there and I start, you know, seeing some kids and hugging them and talking to them and signing these kids. It's twenty five, thirty degrees out there. These kids are bundled up just to see come over to to me which is nobody, to say hello and sign their hat. So when I come back, I did it. And when I come back, one of the racers started mouthing me. I said, number one, watch what you say to me? Because I'm a man, you know, unless you want to fight. And then I said, number two, I said, you know what I'm going to do? If a kid or a baby or a woman stand out in this cold to see us, we're only as good as our fans. I said, I'm going to always go over there and see them. I said, if you want something else better, you go do it. And that's just kind of how I, you know, I don't agree with how the racers, make it out to be them you know without the fans we're just illegal
0: well there you go you know you took that the answer to that question to a very different place than i thought you would and I, I commend you for that i think it's important no matter where we end up in life to remember that there are folks that look to us and especially kids to go over there and spend the time with them it's great that you do that and say hello to them i mean they took their valuable time to come out and watch you And enjoy what you're doing. And, you know, you're putting, you're creating a television show. You're creating entertainment for people in love. And I think, you know, I think back to shows like Fast and Furious, where the idea of people racing down populated streets and so forth versus the old, the good old days of, like you said, going out to a a pasture, a field, somewhere safe and street racing, as you say, because it has some real negative connotations, especially when it comes to hurting people in causing accidents and uh, i i think the old school days are long gone but i'm glad to see that you're uh, uh, carrying it forward in a safe and productive way but also sharing what you've got with others i think that's the most important thing and providing some entertainment now i know about a first special car that you have there's a certain 66 chevy 2 nova that has a place in my heart my first car was a 67 chevy nova But I want to have a little fun here and ask you about your first really special car. Is it that car? And maybe share a little bit more with our listeners what's so special about it.
1: You know, it's not that personal. It's not that car, actually. You know, I would be lying if I said it was, but I made it look like that car and man, I would cut my leg off to find that car, you know, and which I probably never will, <laughs> you know, but I, I remember I had this old 71 truck that I would hustled up and worked up and fixed me a motor in it. And I was roofing out of it and, and you know, mowing yards, doing anything during a few extra dollars. And this guy had this 66 Chevy two out back. It didn't have a motor transmission any And it didn't have nothing. And I talked to him and I talked to him into trading for this for my truck. And my old truck was a good looking old truck, run good. And he said, Son, I'll trade with you. He said, But I ain't gonna trade. I said, Oh, I got my title. He said, Yeah, I ain't worried about that. He said, Uh, you want to have your mom or somebody. And I said, Man, I'm grown, it's my truck. And he wished <laughs> I wasn't, but I thought I was <laughs> and uh and so <laughs> he said, You get your mama come down here and tell me he said, and I'll trade with you. So I go down there and tell my mama, my mama said, Whatever you wanna do, son and so she comes down and she says, you mean you're going to trade your truck that we only truck we got? He said, for, she said, for that car, it ain't got a motor transmission or nothing. And it's on the tires are flat. I said, yeah, yeah, mama. Yeah. She said, well, JJ, she said, one thing about you, you had a special gift your whole life. You always see the bigger picture. She said, I'm going <laughs> to trust in you.
0: <laughs> That's so, nice.
1: So I I made the trade with a man. He was like, son, are you crazy? Why would you want to do this? I said, I just want to do it. But my uncle had told me, he had said, you know, hey, those Chevy twos, they got a lot of travel in the front end. They're really light. You know, you can take them on a a street racing and hardly nobody can beat them. So I was thinking to myself, and which was probably just a dream. I said, boy, if I can get that car, boy, I can make a lot of money. I'll make it. And I did. (laughs) <laughs> but, I, but, but I got that old car, and I hustled me up a motor. I got me a motor and got it bored out and got me some flat top pistons, got me some double hump heads, and then I got me a holly carburetor and put on it. And then I put me some lower gears on it, in it. And, uh, boy, I'd go up there Friday and Saturday night, and I'd make good money. You know, that I, I made a lot of money with the old car. And that car was, was red with a black final top like the one I got today, zip tie, which – I painted my top black. And I couldn't afford for the vinyl. But anyways, it looks close like it. <laughs> and with that <laughs> being said, <laughs> it's close enough for me. And Well, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it had flares on the back. The old schools, they had fender flares, kind of how they flared the fenders out so they could wider oh, tires could be on it. Y- yeah. So everybody laughs at me still today because zip Ties is the only car you'll ever see that's got the flared fenders on on the back.
0: You now, know, you're mentioning the name of this car. You've affectionately named this car Zip Ties. Can you tell us why the car's is named Zip Ties? The Zip
1: Ties, that name just recently come in the last seven or eight years. But, you know, me and my my boy, Doughboy, we build this car. And I'm building it back from when I was young. And I'm telling him about this car as we're building it in my shop. And I was telling him, you know, when I was you know, his age, I had this car, da-da-da, da-da-da. So we build it just like it, you know. And... uh you know, Doughboy's my son, he don't ask no questions, he just rolls me for the better or the worse. And we get the car built. So one night we were racing this guy for a thousand dollars on the street. And thousand dollars, you know, that's money. We pull up to the line and everybody knows once you take a burnout, you're you know, you, you gotta race or you lose. Yeah. It don't make a, it yeah. don't keep you throw a rod in your car. So I take the burnout and when I did The throttle cable broke. So I go to hollering at at Trish and Midget and Precious him, hey, get me some kind of bailing wire, get me something, anything. I don't care what it is, you know, where I can fix his throttle. And they're scuffling around trying to get something, get something. Precious hands me a bobby pin. I try to stick it in. I said, that ain't going to work. It's too little. (laughs) And so Midget comes running back around. She said, I got these. She didn't even know what they was. They were zip ties I had in my old truck. You know, if you do any kind of work, you got to have zip ties. Oh yeah, and she hands me a handful. So I run up of the dash and I go to messing with it, and cross loop them and and fix it. And I said, "We got a shot." I pull up and zip tie leaves on the back bumper, eight ten foot in the air the wheels, and it makes probably one of the best passes that I ever make. I mean, wow. it just and we win the money. Then since then, everybody always calls it zip tie, zip tie. You know, it just kind of took off from there.
0: Yeah, what an awesome story! I love that. <laughs> You've got a big smile on my face, JJ. You're quite an inspiration, that's for sure. Well, how about seller's remorse? Oh, you're welcome, my friend. How about seller's remorse? Is is there a car you've owned that you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage?
1: I think you got a gift because it's going to go back to that same car. Yeah. <laughs> how I lost that car. <laughs> you yeah. know, how I lost that car. Uh, I didn't lose it. It was, a, it was a blessing. My dad had got in a gambling debt. My dad was a pool player. And he had got to losing some money and in a gambling debt. And the guy coming around and was always hitting us up for money and asking my dad for that money he owed him. And we didn't have the money, of course. And my dad was hoping that he could gamble and win it somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Or something. But in there, and, and my mom, she just, you know, she got a ton of pride and she was, you know, and the guy could see us out in the, on the street he'd ask us for the money. He kept coming to our house and my mom didn't like those kind of people at our house. And. You know she's all upset, wondering how she can get the money. And I said, you know what, Mama? I just talked to him, and I said he'll take this. He'll take my car because everybody loved my car. You know, I think it was it was valuable. It was that it was so valuable to me, and it was known in our little town. And so I talked to him. I talked to to to, to Johnny Taylor. and I said, hey man, and I said, uh, you, I'll give you the car to squish my daddy's debt. And he said, I tell you, he said I got an offer for you, J J. You know, I've always been a fighter, and he says, "Come work for me." Oh, he said, "Come work you? for me, and I'll squish the debt." I said, "No," nah. I said. He said, "Come work for me, and I'll squish the debt." So I t- I go back and I talk to my mom. She says, "No, nah, no," nah. she said. If "You want to keep the car?" She said, "Don't worry about it, son. We'll figure something out." She said, "But you don't want to work for that kind of guy." So I go back and I said, "No, nah, I can't work for you." And he said, "All right, I'll take the car then." And boy, he took my car and he drove it around town, and I. He had different people driving my car. I wanted to go sock them in the mouth and just whoop them for driving it, but I didn't. Oh, you know, I, oh. I made a deal. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I was sick, you know, and, and it, yeah. was it, was, it was a It was it it was a learning lesson for me. You know, I I I'd done that for my mother and for my father, and I was proud to do it. You know, so it wasn't a bad thing, and so it was like a midlife deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I will tell you, that's a a nice tribute to your character, buddy. The fact that you did that for your mom uh, and for your dad in a way. I know you're probably pretty frustrated about it. But the fact that you stood up, you became the man, and you gave up that, that car that was so special to you. Wow, what another story. Holy cow. Well, I'm going to move forward. Otherwise, I'm going to get a tear in my eye about that old car. But uh, <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk about what has you uh, excited and fired up today. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your thoughts on Discovery Channel's Street Outlaws Memphis, this TV show. I mean, did you ever believe one day you'd be on television, much less the Discovery Channel, holy cow, uh, and doing what you love at the same time? I mean, you're living the dream here in a respect of how I like to look at life, the people who've wrapped their passion for cars into their career. So tell us about your thoughts on this TV show and, and what you love about it so much.
1: You know, the TV show, you know, it's awesome. It's great. It it, it allows it allows me to be a lot of inspiration for the young, you know, it's, it's no better feeling when, and I know I probably not worthy of it or deserve it, but when I get out and I walk up and I make those little kids smile, or I make an older gentleman smile when he sees me, you know what I'm saying, what, what I'm doing, and you can just see it brings so much happiness to them, and to me, you know, that's the reward of all of this hard work, and I couldn't make it, it wouldn't be possible if it wasn't from Discovery, you know, because nobody would even know of me you know and then with that being said i probably never would have hooked up i know i wouldn't have because of my mentality uh but one of the producers uh he was really down to earth and really a man of his word and he and he and he he talked to me and reached he you know he he reached out to me in in a way that probably nobody else could have and he talked me into doing this and with that being said you know it, it, it i feel like that uh it's the work of the Lord. And I feel like the Lord uses us to, you know, uses everybody in different ways. And Hey, I'm the one, I guess, the crazy, <laughs> JJ the boss, street <laughs> races, you know, but there is some good, I bring the kids happiness. I'm glad to see them. They're glad to see me, you know, yeah. you know, and it, it works out great. I'm with my family. I, I enjoy what I'm doing, you know, and nobody discovery. Don't tell me what to do. I do my thing. I race my cars. And if they like it, they put it on. If they don't like it, they don't. I can't tell them what.
0: Yeah. You know, I'll tell you something, JJ, you are a real deal. You're a real guy. Um, and I think you've shared something here with my listeners that they've heard from well over a thousand people now that the real secret sauce to being happy in life is giving back to others. And that's you answered this in a very, very genuine, heartfelt way, the fact that what you love about this is that you can bring smile to other people's faces and that means you're giving back to other people unselfishly. I think it's absolutely fantastic. So kudos to you my friend for uh for what you're doing and your your very very heartfelt thought process on how this all works. You're the real deal. I would like to ask you a very introspective question now. So if tomorrow morning mean, you woke up well, I'll tell you what that means. Tomorrow this this tells us a little bit about how you feel about yourself. So if you woke up tomorrow and you were a car manifested into a car parked in a garage, what would you be and why? What kind of car would you, be? what would JJ? Oh, Lord.
1: <laughs> I love every kind of muscle car in the world. And each and every car has a little bit of sentimental value, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt, you know. Yep. Uh, the no question, I would be a, a Chevy 2 Nova for sure. And I'd there have slapper bars on the back, the old traction bars, and I'd have S.S. Krager mags, and you know, <laughs> and I would <laughs> uh, just and be I wouldn't want to be too modified. I'd want to be as close to old school and genuine as I can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I can hear the smile on your face. Uh, yeah, definitely. You're that Chevy, too, for sure. Well, J.J., up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's cars, yeah, sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full-cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, Motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered, commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, JJ, we are back and we're in what I call the last lap, or in your case, the last run, since you're a drag racer. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that Chevy 2 Nova throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive or racing advice you've ever received?
1: The cheapest and the fastest way if you want to race is with a small block. It don't cost half as much, and you, but you're only going to go half as fast. But if you're on the right conditions, it don't matter.
0: Don't matter. The lovely small block. Oh, yeah, we love those small block Chevys. Now, how about a personal habit of yours, something that you do maybe every day or the way you run your life that you believe has helped contribute to your successes?
1: You know, I believe good things come to good people. You know, I believe that, uh, you know, we all make mistakes in life and I've never, you know, I've made some huge mistakes and some things I'm ashamed of and I wished I could take back, but I can't. But all in all, I've never stole from my mother. I've never disrespected a child. I've never disrespected a woman. And I believe... You know, that's the, I
0: believe the Lord has rewarded me with this, doing what I love. Yep. Do what you love and live a good life. Now, I, this next question, I'm going to chuckle a little bit because in our pre show chat, JJ told me he's one of the last people on the planet who has a flip phone. So, <laughs> and I was teasing him a little bit about that, but at the same time, the freedom that allows. But I always ask my guest, JJ, about a resource that they have. And usually this is a website or a supplier or a person or so forth. Uh, We'll take your flip phone off the table here. Maybe that's not the best resource, but maybe it is (laughs) because it's kind of freed you up from all the, the stuff that these phones these days were so tied to. But is there some kind of resource that you'd like to share with us? Maybe it's a person in your life. Maybe it's a supplier. It could be anything.
1: You know, just don't take tomorrow for granted and don't take your loved ones and your friends. You know, if you really love someone or something, don't take it for granted. And try to treat everyone like you want to be treated. Be a man yeah. and stomp when you walk and be a lady and smile when you walk.
0: You know, it's a neat way you answer that because I've had many guests answer that question in a very similar way. And that is the resources in your lives are the people around. You. and And those are important, important resources. So make sure you're treating those resources well, which it sounds like you have learned to do that. Now, if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, anybody at all, whether they're here or they're past, who would that person be? Uncle Wayne. Uncle he Wayne? A, oh, yeah. The guy he you didn't mentioned, here. Okay.
1: No kind of. He, didn't, he couldn't read and he couldn't write, but he was more man than anyone could think of in the world. He had more honor and more loyalty. You're making me cry now, and I know I'm tough enough to whoop two men. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. well it sounds like he was a wonderful mentor for you in your life someone that, that helped you a lot and uh, showed you an awful lot of things that you've carried forward in your life is that right
1: most definitely you know i remember we were sitting at the shop right before he passed real quick if you want this quick one and uh uh, Doughboy and a couple of all my, you know, the youngsters, big old strong youngsters. They had them some weights out there and he, and they was out there lifting it. And he said, uh, he came in and said, JJ, go in there and lift. show them how to lift that. They was, they was dead lifting 405. I said, man, Uncle Wayne, I ain't messing with that weight. I said, I got to work. That's when I hurt my back. And he said, go on in there. You know, Uncle Wayne's like 62 or three right then. And, uh, I didn't know what he was doing, but he had the ultimate plan. He know me and him are we when we roof, I can tow four bundles and he can tow four bundles. We right there nickety nick in strength and he knows it. So I he wanted me to do it, so i would go in there and I picked up a four hundred and five pound if I deadlift and I set it down and he laughed. He says, Man, look here. He said, I'll do that. He grab grabbed it and he he deadlifted it. And <laughs> oh my and gosh. He was it was a gauge for him. He knew that if I could do it, he could do it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. He was using you yeah. as a
0: music. <laughs> Smart guy.
1: <laughs> the next Monday, the next Monday, he pulls up at the shop and no matter what I was doing, whether it was painting or if it was working on something, he'd be dead in the middle of it and he'd probably mess it up. He'd have a jack leg and sideways, but he was dead on it. And he pulled up that Monday and said, "Uh, he said, JJ, I'm going to head to the hospital. Probably ain't been to the hospital twice in his life. Wow. And, uh, you know, we don't go to weddings, hospitals, and, and funerals. It's not a big thing of ours. We just have to. And he goes to the hospital, and this man just last week picked up 405 pounds. They called me, and I go up there. They said they gave him a year to to die, you know, to live. He lives two or three weeks, and he's dead.
0: Oh, my gosh. You wow. just wow. can't
1: never tell. You know.
0: Well, it, you, know, you <laughs> know JJ, you said it earlier. We don't know how much time we have on this planet, so make the best of every single day. But I'm glad you mentioned your uncle Wayne, obviously a very big influence in your life and a lot of people I'm sure. So, uh we'll raise a glass to Uncle Wayne here today. That's fantastic. Well, how about a book? I have a I have a feeling I know which book you might refer to here, but uh is there a book that you enjoy reading? I'm going to tell you my book. And if you if
1: I don't take you by surprise, you owe me a steak dinner if you ever make it to Memphis.
0: Okay, okay. Here we go.
1: Wilburn Smith is the author, and the two, and the books is River God and Warlock.
0: Oh, I owe you a steak dinner, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you threw me off there. What? Now I've not heard of that book. What is about that book that you like so much?
1: Because you know it's uh, this guy. This this king and Pharaoh, he sends his son off to live in the desert and they live in a cave. And he does that to teach him how to live in life. And that's the only thing I'm going to give you out of it. And you go, if if anybody wants something about life, you know, and it might not touch them like it did me, but it touched me with everyday life.
0: Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And listeners, you can find all these great resources that J.J. Shared with us today on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to com, type in Jonathan Day, his uh, given name by his sweet mother, and uh, that page will pop up with all these, including this very new book. So I'm very appreciative that you brought a new book. And now I, I got to visit Memphis and buy this guy a steak dinner. So uh, I think I'm going to look forward to that. That'll be pretty fun. All right, JJ, we're almost there. We're up to this last question. It can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to be your lottery winning kind of guy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car. In the garage. Any car you want that exists on the planet, if it doesn't exist, I'll have it bill for you. I don't care what it is or what it costs, but here are the rules. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with, and you got to drive it. I want you to get out and enjoy this thing. No garage queens or barn queens here on Cars, yeah. I want you to have some fun. I don't think that's a problem for a guy like you. So what can I buy you today, JJ?
1: I would take a 67 Chevy 2 Nova. <laughs> here we go again. It would have to be... It would have to be a 327. It would have to have a carburetor, double hump heads, oh. nice leather seats, rolled there up windows. Go. I'd find the rest.
0: There you go. There you go. I'd be thrilled to park one of those in your garage. <laughs> JJ, you have taken me on a very special ride today. I have really enjoyed getting to know you better. and I want to thank you for sharing your life journey with our Karja audience. Is there a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer our listeners before you rip off down that drag strip in that 67 Chevy 2 Nova with a 327 and carbs? Hold
1: your head up high, stand tall, and believe in what you believe in or you'll fall
0: for nothing. Very nicely said, my friends. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything that JJ and Jonathan Day has shared with us today on his Cars Yeah show notes page. I want you to tune in to Discovery Channel's Street Outlaws Memphis, and you can go back and find the show about JJ. Very interesting uh life, a search into JJ's life. I think this is fantastic. And you can find everything on his card. yeah show notes page. I'll make sure that it's all linked right there. Hey, JJ, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, uh, your heartfelt thoughts, and sharing your experiences with my listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Much respect and love, JJ the boss. Thank you, my friend. You take care. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Member Finra Sipik. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsya.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun.